0: What is up guys? How is everyone doing today? My name is Ali Salama, and today we are on a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. This is the world's exclusive leadership mental health show, which means that we are going to be talking about everything that pretty much makes us mentally feel better and makes us better leaders in general. So... One thing I'm gonna be talking about today, and it's kind of new, is this concept of art therapy. Um, You know, many of us have this notion of what art therapy is, and uh, one thing I really wanna strive and push forward is talking about things that mainly we have mixed notions about. I I think that for this show to actually mean something to me and you, it, we have to talk about things that are different in nature. and We have to express our thoughts and opinions in a manner that allows us to be interested, curious, engaged and want to better ourselves. It's really that simple. So today we have a, um, a very special conversation with Sandra Saber. Um She's one of the very few certified art therapists in Egypt. Uh. We're gonna be talking about what art therapy is, who practices it, why is it different, interesting, and uh, I hope you guys like it. And please feel free to message me personally on Instagram or message Sandra. We'll put her handle down in the show notes below, but uh, feel free to get engaged. And uh, this is by no means uh, you listening to it in the car or by yourself sitting in bed or anywhere in the world i want you to really uh, shoot your questions our way and make us uh, make us part of uh make us part of the conversation in your own mind because this is uh this is all about you so with that being said let's dive deep into today's episode on empathy always wins are you guys ready <laughs> all right let's dive deep into it and uh and i just wanted to first of all i will introduce you يعني, فعلا, فعلا, فعلا. I, أنا, I I don't really know much about art therapy We're, i'm gonna keep it very real يعني, i just want you to introduce yourself and uh and, and and give us a little bit of an insight on on what art therapy is and uh, and what's the number one misconception of it
1: Um, Hi, (laughs) Uh, I'm Sandra Sabogh, Uh, I'm an art psychotherapist, Um, I got my master's degree from the University of Hertfordshire in the UK, and I moved back to Egypt just last year, Um, and I've been working in Egypt since then, Um, and I'm really excited about your excitement about art therapy, because it really is very interesting, Um, well, um, basically, Art therapy is uh, a type of psychotherapy where art is the um, primary mode of expression for communication. Um, you know how you usually don't know how to express yourself using the words. or Sometimes you don't even know what's going on in, inside you and you don't know from where the roots are or what's the cause behind it. So usually art therapy helps with that kind of stuff because you can use it as a mode of expression. And I know you said about the number one misconception, but it would be unfair to just mention just one because there's like too many misconceptions related to art therapy. But I think there are two main ones. Uh, One of them is people not being able to, not having an artistic background. Um, So they fear coming to art therapy or pursuing art therapy because of that, thinking that it's just an artistic kind of thing. when actually, this is not true at all because you don't have to have any artistic abilities or any previous experience with self-expression using the art making. Um, uh, because it's more about the process itself, the creative process, uh, rather than the aesthetic form or how it looks in the end. Um, and, and you
0: guide the, the the client or you guide the patient or you guide the person who's coming in uh, yeah, and you signing up. To, to use that modality of treatment, right? Like you, you, you guide them through the whole process. Like it's not, yeah. you can definitely feel like how intimidated someone who isn't, uh, or doesn't see themselves <laughs> as an artist and he walks into an art therapy session, right?
1: Yes, this is very common as well. So people sometimes come to art therapy and they they are willing to actually start art therapy, but they're a bit resistant towards the art making side of it. Um, So we ease things through. Like you said, I guide them through it. But at the same time, there are like too many ways to do art therapy. So there's the directive way and there is the non-directive way. So the directive way is more like you said, it's to help people um, feel more relaxed or feel more comfortable in the space to be able to use the art materials. Um, The non-directive way, it's more spontaneous. So it's helpful um, to be able to see the unconscious. It reveals the unconscious without all the defenses. But in general, the art, uh, this is the beauty of art therapy, is that it kind of jumps through the bridge of the, the uh, defense mechanisms that we usually use uh, in the verbal conversation mm. in a non-threatening way. Mm. So um, with the spontaneous way of art making, it reveals it even more to the person and they get to choose whether they want to speak about what they saw or not because they see it from a different perspective.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's a very um, interesting, I think, yeah, form of I, th- I think, especially yani, with with many yani, minority communities or Arab, or it's sometimes very hard to speak about those things that uh, that that come across as uh, you know, whether you want to say shameful taboo or just very hard to speak about. You know, and I think that this is maybe another outlet that uh, that can help. Um, let, let Let's dive into like oh, like the trauma. I don't want to say trauma, <laughs> but like. Who is it for and, 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 and can it be healing for trauma survivors and can it be conducted even online?
1: Um, so, yeah. So the first question, who is it for? It's, it's literally for everyone. It just depends on the um, willingness to actually go through that journey because um, it's like very exposing in a sense that you get to see things you weren't even aware of but at the same time in a way that helps you um, see things the way they are rather than the anxiety that, like I said, you don't know the roots of them or anything relevant. Um, Which brings us to trauma. Um, And I think this is my field of interest as well. Um, And it's very interesting with art therapy because the recent research discovered that when someone is going through a traumatic, a traumatic experience uh, certain places in the brain shut off and those places um, they are responsible for speech and language so sometimes you don't actually remember or like have no memory of the traumatic experience mm-hmm. because you see them visually rather than something that you can verbally express mm-hmm. so using art therapy it's like using the same language um, with how the memories got stored so you get to speak the same language, like I said. So um, you you're, you become more able to explore the traumatic experience mm. rather than um, facing it verbally and getting too exposed to it, especially at the very beginning of a traumatic experience.
0: Mm. And um, you conduct it online?
1: Yes. So I think like three or four months from now, I would have told, you know, that the main preference is to be able to do it face-to-face because it wasn't that... Uh, common, I think, to, to have like art therapy online. But since COVID, I think it kind of um, pushed us towards working online and exploring it even more. So it's not the same, but it also has the pros and cons. So um, I think one, one, thing, one good thing about it that I could think of is that you would feel less exposed, I guess, online. Um, if you feel very self-conscious about being with someone else in the room with you or something, it can be very, it, mm. the, the screen creates some sort of distance. So it depends whether you think that this distance is a good thing or a bad thing. It's very relative. Mm. Uh, but other than that, yes, it, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. It, the only thing is that you'll be responsible for all the art materials you bring, because usually if you come to the to a clinic or a hospital or so on, um, We get to provide the art materials. Um, But the other thing I didn't mention before is about the art materials themselves, that they, different art materials uh, bring up different emotions. Um, Yeah, so they're like the controlling materials, like the pencils and the markers, because the pencil you get to um, erase what you've been drawing or painting. Mm -hmm. Um, With the markers, they have very firm and straightforward lines, for example. But on the other end of the spectrum is the paint and the watercolors. They're more fluent, so they encourage with their own way spontaneity, I guess, as well. Um, So I think that's another thing online. But the good thing about it is that I get to suggest that maybe we can start to explore watercolors, for example. To do, encourage more spontaneity, or maybe encourage you to be to to have a control over yourself or or your anxiety, for example, by using pencils and so on. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, this is very interesting, uh, Yani. Yeah, I mean, my next question would be, and I know this is kind of spontaneous. We didn't really prepare for this, but uh, yeah, Yani. I mean, <laughs> Can, can art therapy be used to enhance yeah, any leadership skills and understanding oneself a little bit more? Because, you know, I think think yeah, uh, the best leaders out there are those that are very, very well, are very self-aware. And yeah, any, I, I also want to take it from an angle whereby um, art therapy can also tap into some areas within ourselves for growth and development and not just like heal traumatic um, events that happen to us which is still valid I'm just talking about you know like for well-being and not just for for healing uh, a wound if that makes sense
1: yeah this is actually very valid so I always think of art therapy that it can do two separate things and with separate I don't mean that they, they they can't coexist at the same time but I mean one of them is like um, addressing mental health issues or mental health problems like trauma or anxiety or depression and so on. And the other end is what you were just speaking of like personal growth and like discovery, like someone would want to lift up their self-esteem for example, for leadership or if they want to um, address something specific about exploring themselves, exploring their inner world, regardless of um, anxieties or regardless of issues, mental health issues, like I said. So yeah, absolutely, art therapy can do either of them. Again, it all falls back to the willingness of the person to actually explore that because sometimes you'd have the, you'd come up with the decision to want to explore yourself, but at the same time, there's a defense mechanism that's stopping you from exploring yourself then you'd be resistant to using art making, for example, or uh, coming to therapy or any other unconscious reason that might stop you to pursue it, pursue the journey, even though you might make the decision from the beginning.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's that's beautiful. I think that uh, it's also very important to realize that uh, this is a healthy way of, you know, a lot of people uh, and, and, and maybe, you know, the Silicon Valleys and all the, <laughs> you know, if we go to the really extreme people that want to really dive and discover self, uh, themselves, they they take a lot of uh, different drugs and, you know, microdosing, and we can go for ages and ages. But I think I really get fascinated when I see things that are healthy and that can be done in a healthy manner and yeah. can uh, have sustainability because all those other things, you never know what's inside of them, you know? And I think that, uh, that this is this is what makes me super passionate about um, alternative forms of therapy and alternative forms of um, healing. And because at the end of the day, this is, you know, why drugs exist and why all these things exist is to give us an alternative reality and an alternative exactly. solution to all what's going on. And I think that you kind of, you know, if, if you can mitigate that, You'll be a, You'll have a better quality of life, in a way that doesn't harm you, and in a way that doesn't have any long term effects. So this is this is something that I really wanted to touch on.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Let me just ask you one final question. What has art therapy taught you as a as a mental health professional? Like, is there a story? Is there a lesson you learned? Is there something that that you maybe want to share with us?
1: Um. Ironically, at the beginning, I thought that creativity is only something someone have or. Like a talent for you to be creative, but then it turns out that we are all creative our own ways. Um, And I think this is the about we all have brain and the right brain. One part of it is responsible for creativity. So you can be creative using like paint. You can be creative um, in photography. You can be creative in anything that doesn't have to be artistic in that sense. So we're all artistic in a way. We just don't know it <laughs> sometimes. Um, and I think this is something very beautiful because art in itself is therapeutic, uh, which I think brings us to what we were talking about uh, like uh, two minutes ago, <laughs> like yeah. about the, um, it's therapeutic in itself in one way and the other is like exploring, exploring more about yourself and being able to express something that you don't normally know how to express it verbally. So sometimes communication can be nonverbal using the art, uh, the artworks.
0: Especially for men, you know, I think that it 's so hard for some guys out there you know i was I was one of them before you get exposed to the you know communication is a skill you know you have yeah. to learn it and especially verbal communication, but feelings and emotions i mean that 's just within us, whether we communicate them or not so I think art art in general um, and of course in the in the controlled environment of therapy is uh, can play a very 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 big role in uh, in allowing someone to pretty much understand a little bit more about their emotions especially uh, again I'll re- reinforce that for guys because i think that this is you know um, this is something that we often feel trapped in but sandra thank you very much i really 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 enjoyed this and i think that yani uh, uh, one last thing i'll put for sure for sure the the uh, your your contact information and and all that in the show notes but uh, uh, can you maybe perhaps comment on like art therapy in the middle east and 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 perhaps if someone wants to dive into that field what they can do and and, and from your experiences yeah i mean what what is more effective than, than 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 another form of learning art therapy
1: yeah so um the minimum requirement for you to be a therapist is have a master's degree in art therapy. And unfortunately, there are no art uh, master's degree um, equivalent uh, in the Middle East or in Egypt. So they're mostly in the US and the UK. Um, But then, uh, because it's usually a full-time training, a two years training, and you have to go to placement, clinical work, you have to have supervision, you have to have your own personal therapy. It's like a very long journey but it's worthwhile because then you get to be a certified art therapist and you you become more aware of the risks of practicing art therapy without actually being qualified. Um, And unfortunately, it has been very common uh, with the online courses, very important online courses um, about art therapy. Um, And I think it's very important to highlight that these are more of an Art as therapy rather than actual art therapy. I know it sounds the same, but it's uh, very different um, with, the, I think, with relevance to the depth of it. Because artist therapy is, I think, more about using art as an activity to um, calm down or to um, be less stressful or something. But art therapy is what we were just speaking about today. So I think there are like more um, depth to it with the therapy, the therapeutic side of it. So I think this is very important to highlight. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, I think this is it. I think this is it. I think that, uh, you know, as the practice, I think it empowers. One thing that I really, and, and, you know, we're working on an article together and I think this is a, this, you know, I was pretty adamant on making sure that this um, episode comes out in the article Um, for those even interested in learning a little bit more about what Sandra um uh is going to be you know writing about but i think that it's, it's it's very important to introduce something like that to a region where you know we suffer a lot from a lot of traumatic experiences and a lot of of intergenerational trauma you know and i think that many of us find it very hard to express so i think a, an, an alternative way is always a great way to um, to explore and to dive into things so yeah i just want to say a quick thank you yeah and you've got it to you for for introducing that concept because you know it all started uh, you know i think that we we often neglect um, the power of an individual i, I remember i remember mint and mukaddam uh, she started pole fit egypt and then before you know it like pole fit like uh, pole fitness became an industry in egypt um, and then and then the Middle East, and then you know the competition starts, and I think that people are always looking for not just new things effective things that are yeah. new and effective things that 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 allow us to get out of feeling trapped and 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 feeling um, a little bit uh like we can 't express because I think that just like pole fitness or just even be fit and, and like crossfit and the, all that hype around physical fitness it just allowed people to feel healthier and feel a little bit more connected whether with themselves or with other people so again it's it is definitely a new concept i think that uh, that there's so much uh, ahead of uh, art therapy in the middle east and in the world in general but i think by by having you say what you've said i think that um, we're on to uh we could Potentially be onto something that can uh, that can that can follow um, a, a nice and healthy trend into people and and can be more accepted because at the end of the day it needs to be introduced to be accepted and to be practiced and to be regulated and to be you know all these trickle down things. But um, thank you so much for for coming on today. Thank
1: and, you, really.
0: <laughs> and I really appreciate it. We're, we're, Just want to say a quick heads up to Sandra because uh, this was the first time that I believe uh, she uh, came on a podcast episode and I could tell that uh, while her passion for art therapy is pretty, pretty incredible, this experience was not easy at all and uh, something I'm really trying to push forward back home in Egypt, Algeria and all the Middle Eastern countries is I'm trying to really get out some talent from our ecosystems to get their voices out on podcasts and on shows because I truly believe that this is how we will learn when things get busier, right? When you think of when you're going to listen to podcasts, when you think of why podcasts are even effective, you can listen to them when you're studying, when you're cleaning the house, when you're driving, when you're doing your laundry, when you're multitasking. And I think that one thing that got me into podcasting was the fact that I could learn something new every single day. And how are we going to learn new things when, um, when, 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 without people allowing their voices to be heard, even if it's uncomfortable? So I just want to quickly say thank you so much, Sandra, for coming on Empathy Always Wins. For anyone that wants to be on the show, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. I'm always very responsive. And on that note, I hope to see you soon. I try to make the show every day, but let's put our fingers, uh, let's cross our fingers. What, what What am I saying? Put our fingers off my nose? No, let's cross our fingers to make this happen. And thank you so much for staying focused, attentive, and for giving me your time. I love you guys. See you soon.